Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. I am so excited for this episode. Uh, you guys get a twofer. So two for one. Uh, two of my favorite people to have on the show. Um, we're going to sit down and chat with. So first, we're going to hear from Phil Pinty. And Phil is uh, a guy who I've done a couple of races with. We did Desert Rats together. We did the Marine Corps Marathon together. Um, always entertaining talking to Phil. Uh, so super fun conversation here. We're talking about his recent 50 miler at Grayson Highlands, which is one of the absolute most beautiful areas of Virginia. I love it so much. Uh, our time out there, I, I didn't spend enough time in Grayson Highlands, but if you're going to the state, I would highly, highly recommend uh, heading out there. It's it's pretty awesome, pretty wild area of, of Virginia. Um, so we're going to talk to him about that. And then we hear a little bit about his plans for the upcoming virtual Marine Corps Marathon. And we kind of talk a little bit about virtual races, virtual events, and and how he feels about them right now. And also just my experiences. I've, I've participated in, I did one, I did... Uh, the Yeti Trail Runners and Destination Trails. They did an East versus West Coast Challenge. I did a 50K for that. Um, really found myself enjoying it a lot. So, um, yeah, so it's an interesting kind of conversation here. Um, and then after that, we're going to sit down with my buddy Brady Manriquez and we get to hear about his very first time climbing a 14er. Um, Brady came out and he, this was a while ago. We recorded this like a few months ago at this point. I've been sitting on this one. Uh, <laughs> so I'm super excited for it. Um, but he came out and watched my house while my wife and I went on kind of a 10 and 10th anniversary uh, kind of trip around Colorado, um, which was super fun. A lot of hiking, a lot of outdoors time. Didn't really do much much else than just go hiking every day. It was great. Um, but while we were gone, Brady watched our house. I left him this giant list of things he should do while he's out here. And I was very excited when he told me he was going to try to do a 14er. Uh, something I've talked about forever. Um, it's definitely kind of one of those gateway drugs into adventure, I'd say, um, at least from my experience going out and climbing a big mountain and really seeing what it takes. And it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of energy, a lot of effort. It doesn't matter if it's quote unquote, an easy 14 er Um, it's not, it's not easy at the end of the day. It might be an easier route <laughs> and things like that, but especially for someone coming from the Midwest, it's, it's going to be tough, man. 14,000 feet is, is no joke. Um, definitely something to experience. And I was just excited for him to experience, you know, sitting on top of the mountain, looking out at the state and you just, you can't describe it. It's an indescribable experience. You can't capture it in pictures. Videos can't capture it, but you have this feeling when you're sitting on top of one of these behemoths and <laughs> it's just, it's an incredible feeling. So anyways, uh, hope you guys enjoy both of these conversations. Let's get right into it. This is like a Bigfoot podcast number 221 with Phil Pinty and then Brady Manriquez. All 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm super pumped, Phil. It's been too long, my man. It's been a little while, buddy. It's good to be back. It's been, you just have to keep running 50 milers, apparently. And then I just like, I'm like, you should come back on. All right. All right. It's a deal. All right. Every time, every time you run a, <laughs> uh, anything over 50K. I'm sure. Joking. <laughs> but yeah, welcome I'm, back, I'm, man. I'm, I'm not joking. um yeah dude so anyways it's been a while man you want to catch us up on like where you've been what you've been doing oh man where where do we start where would you like to start personal or pleasure uh let's start let's actually just dive in let's talk about grayson highlands 50 50 miler i know that's what you just got done with um and you texted me and you were just like, dude, I'm more beat up than desert rats. Is it because you were more unprepared or was it just that hard? So being realistic, I went into this uh, completely underprepared. Um, you know, looking back at when I've done 50Ks or 50 milers in the past, you know, I was using a 50K race as like a training run. Yeah, yeah. Who knows if that's good or bad? I, I don't know. Uh, but the most I ran leading up to this 50 miler was probably about like 11 or a 12 mile run. Like that's it. <laughs> and um, I had some times over the summer where I could just get out and just let the miles rip, but that was the extent of it. Um, but honestly, like, I feel like I went into it with really, really like fresh legs. Like they were yeah. so fresh. They, like, they were like right out of the can fresh, <laughs> <laughs> but Grayson Highlands, uh, no one had given me a heads up. It, I guess a few days prior to the race, it had rained pretty good. I, I, and yeah, I know you previously had run the 50K. Man, I ran it. I'm trying to remember. It was probably like 2015 or something. Was the trail like super wet for you? Oh, yeah. No? It was. Yeah. I, I guess I should, I should have given thanks, you a heads up. Thanks, thanks for the heads up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was all like um, just completely socked in. It rained on us. And, and you know, Grayson Islands has these beautiful, amazing views the whole time but we were so socked in. You couldn't, you couldn't even enjoy those. Like I invited my buddy from you. And right now no one can see this, but me, but Phil, his background on zoom is San Francisco. I'm pretty sure he's not there, but I think it's a fake background, but my buddy was living in San Francisco at the time. And I was like, dude, you have to come to Virginia and see the most beautiful area of Virginia. And maybe of, of one of the most beautiful areas of the East coast and so he comes out and I talked this view up forever and then it socked in the whole time. We didn't even get to see anything. So what, what does socked in mean exactly? Like just clouds and like fog and all this stuff. Like, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm tracking. So Saturday was t- totally socked in, as you say, <laughs> for the 50 miler. But then Sunday, looking at the pictures, it was like gorgeous. No way. <laughs> really gorgeous. Like, I mean, just those views of like runners like on the crests and like overlooking Grayson Highlands Park it was it was really glorious yeah but the, the trail I was not expecting it seems like every time I'm talking to you like we're recapping you know the Marine Corps Marathon 50k or whatever and I'm like oh it was the wettest ever it rained it was a monsoon and all that stuff Grayson Highlands hands down was the wettest moistest trail I've ever run on in my entire life like because it just it, it there was there was parts of the trail it's like jurassic park where water like the actual stream is a part of the trail right so you're like running you're not just running through a stream crossing you're actually running in the stream and like it just seemed like it was super i mean talk to anybody else who's run the race it was really really wet like my feet were drenched and then like 
I, I was going into it. I'm like, I'm not doing a drop bag, like at the midway point. And I don't want to critique anyone. I'm no expert or anything, but like anyone who decided to do a soccer or shoe change is an ignoramus because your feet are going to be wet in like a quarter mile. Right. So it's like, it doesn't make, Oh, I'm going to try, I'm going to put on fresh socks for like five seconds and then your feet are going to be wet again. You so. got those five seconds though. Of of beautiful just... <laughs> glory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like how you're like, I'm not going to critique anyone, but they're oh, ignoramuses. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd, I thought I'd class it up with like an SAT word or something. So. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Thank you. I, Thank you. Just side note, I've been reading this book and there was one sentence where there's probably maybe like 12 words in the sentence and I had to look up six of the words. I had no idea what it meant. Oh, I don't know if that's because I'm every like, book, That's every book I read. <laughs> the cat and the hat? Yes. Uh, what is cat and hat? <laughs> and hat. They rhyme. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So, you know, going in, do you think going in un, like underprepared is a bit of like, you feel like a veteran esque right now kind of like you've been doing this sport for a while now and you're like maybe I think I could go in like I know how it feels when you're you know when you feel tired you know what that feels like mm-hmm. I don't know do you think that's part of it or do you think like you just had a lack of time you know things like that this is a little early to go off the rails Chris but uh-huh. um let's just let's just take it right off the rails okay no, I don't even know I don't even know what that means um, no, I, I felt things about this race going to this race that I hadn't felt like in a, in a long time, like just those like pre-race, like nerves, like, yeah. am I, am I putting myself into something that like, again, not to go back to like, there was a thought that like, I'm not going to finish this thing. I just knew it was going to be like a slugfest. And, um, I don't know, man, it, it kind of felt like really good though. It kind of yeah. felt like. Cause I mean, we're all just, you, you and I had spoken about this, like off, off the cast, just about what it's like now in like 2020, this like weird, this weird time frame that we're living in, like, what's it like to be training or running or going to the gym or whatever, and really not having anything like on the calendar, you know? So I had registered for this race. This is one of those races that, that Sean, the run bum Blanton puts on that, like it sells out immediately as it hits like ultra sign up. And then it got, it was originally supposed to be in like April and then it got postponed until September. And it's like, so I'd registered for this thing, like practically almost a year and a half ago. And, uh, was just one of those races that like, I'm holding out to see like how this thing on, on furls and pretty much the only race, like the actual race post COVID like breaking open, that was like, it was actually going to happen. So I just kind of was like, I didn't want to bail on it, but also you don't, as a, as a runner and stuff like that, you don't want to like hang yourself out to dry. You don't want to put yourself out there. If you know, it's not something you're going to be able to like finish or give it your best effort. So I was just kind of on the fence, but, um, with everything going on, it was kind of a night. It was kind of nice to know that that was there and it was, it was still something to look forward to. So, yeah. 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 Well, no, I know. I mean, obviously I just did a race that was the same exact boat where it was like supposed to happen in May. And then it gets delayed and you're like, oh my God, I've been training for this thing for so long. You know what I mean? It's just like, ah, and then, you know, the training goes up and down. Cause you're like, I can't maintain this, you know, are you talking about the, the bike, the bike race you just did? No, or? the, the, oh, boom, the boom, race. Boom, oh no, yeah, I didn't train yeah. for the bike race. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the, the, the ultra I just did. And it was like, 
you just go through waves because you're like, I can't maintain this like intense level of training. For for me, I'm like, it might be like three weeks to a month where I can like actually train and focus and dial everything in. Um, but any more than that, I'm like, dude, I gotta like I just ate a donut. You know what I mean? I gotta eat yeah. donuts sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think um, it's just such a weird. I, I don't want to keep relating back to like. I mean, so many people have discussed like what we're all going through with this whole COVID thing, but like, I think we're all dealing with so much stuff in our own like personal lives, like on the, on the day to day, week to week that like, not like running or ultra running or what we choose to do is like, quote unquote, fun kind of goes to the back burner. But like for so many of us, like our mental wherewithal and our, our will and our energy is just going into like the, the day, the day by day that like, I, I just feel that you know, for a lot of us, our priorities have changed. Yeah. But, th- but that doesn't mean we still can't do the things that we enjoy doing. It's just like our, our regular day has changed. So then like what we do for thrills has kind of changed as well. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you're right. Like you still have to do those things you enjoy otherwise. And thank God for us, like being ultra runners, like I'm like, the things I enjoy is me running by myself in the woods with no one else around. You know what I mean? I'm like, no one else is around. So I don't feel like it's being irresponsible or anything like that. You know, Um, I couldn't imagine if what I enjoyed involved, like, I don't know, like being in an enclosed area, you know, something like that. But, but yeah, man, you're, you're 100% right. And it's for me, I'm like, I just need that stress relief every day. It sets me off on the right foot. You know, I've definitely had moments of like high anxiety through all of this stuff. And, and it's just, it's helped me out though. Like, and especially also add that just being able to go out and exercise, but add that onto um, like actually having a goal and a purpose and like something you're training for. That is for me, that is like what brings kind of happiness and purpose, I guess. Mm-hmm. in one area of life of course yeah but it, it kind of overflows into the other avenues of life it does well. yeah because then i'm more calm and peaceful because you know there's definitely moments where i'm a jerk you know what i mean <laughs> like i there's definitely those moments and and you know if i am able to go out and get an hour to myself and get a good workout in or go up into the mountains and explore like that actually makes me less of a jerk in real life you know (laughs) so yeah i i um i just moved into like a new neighborhood and stuff like that and like obviously kids are out of school and folks are out of work and everything like that but that's something i've really um just admired about like just people on the whole is we're being forced to like change our routines and like we can't we couldn't go to school or we couldn't go to work even if we wanted to but to see people just like out you know, socially distancing and being responsible and all those things, but like people taking walks, people riding bikes. Like I like to go down to Patapsco state park here in Maryland, outside of Baltimore. And like, you know, there's so many people out and I'm like, you know, it, 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 um, invigorates my hopes and thoughts of like what people do with their free time, you know? And I feel like this is forcing us, it's, it's allowing us again to, uh, spend more time with our family, spend more time outdoors, like do the things that we enjoy. Like, you know, there's only so much time you could only Netflix and chill for so long. And then it's like, you know, you got to find something else to do with your time. So I just really enjoy seeing a lot of people out like 
getting fresh air and taking care yeah. of themselves and stuff. So. For sure. Dude, I couldn't even Netflix or chill <laughs> at this point. Like, yeah. you know, it, like at first everyone's like, oh man, what show are you binge watching? I'm like, dude, we haven't, we haven't even had time to sit down. What are you talking about? Binge yeah. watching. They're like, what new skill have you been exploring? I'm like, survival like <laughs> i've been exploring how to survive with three kids in the house <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know but yeah it's been it's been pretty wild well it's cool that you're able to like actually go out and and do grayson's what do you what do you think of the area there i mean you said you're socked in but it was it was gorgeous man i was i was over overwhelmed or not that overwhelms a little strong but like i was really just you know, even, even you had said on like a previous podcast, just, you know, uh, McAfee knob and like that area and stuff yeah. like that. Like I just wasn't, I'd been to Vir Damascus, Virginia and stuff for like the Yeti 50 K and the, the Yeti 100 and stuff like that. But this is just the views that you see from there. It's like, it's, it's kind of hard to believe that you're on the East coast. Yeah. You know? Virginia, definitely like underrated, beautiful state. I think, yeah, you know what they say about Virginia? It's for lovers. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, what do they say about Virginia? Uh, yeah, I saw it on a license plate one time. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's, did you see ponies? I saw a lot of ponies. I, I just want, if someone doesn't know about Grayson Islands, they're like, what is he asking? Did he see ponies? <laughs> like, no, there's these little majestic little miniature ponies just roaming around. And they're like, wild. They're wild they're ponies. They're wild, but they're like tame. Like they would just come right up. To, I was just like. I'm mid stride, like just like petting a pony. And then I, I need an energy up. boost pony. Get <laughs> pony over <top>. here. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently they like released them in there to, I, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but like uh, they released them to like handle all of this undergrowth, you know? Yeah. Is I that right? I don't know. I, I just said I it know. though. <laughs> all the, all the gates, you know, they're definitely kind of, free range kind yeah caged in or whatever but you just gotta make sure to close the gates and stuff like that but they're just up there roaming that's roaming awesome man there. did yeah. you see any like longhorn cattle no, long, no longhorn but some regular no just regular 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 cattle yeah yeah did you see when we did deserts going down the hill on the long day did you see all those bulls and all those cows mm -hmm. there yeah man. Dude, I thought I was going to get run over by a giant bull at the very end of this 40-mile day. I was like, oh, man, I got one mile left. This bull's going to kill me. Yeah. Anyways, that was a side note. Dude, so, okay, tell me about the race, though. Like, I mean, you said it was really, really hard. Uh, you show up and have the greatest internet post of the week. Um, it made us laugh. Me and Lindsay laughed so hard where you're just in a basically a, just a full-on three-piece suit with yeah. a with a bow tie and yeah. you're like macho man sunglasses obviously mm -hmm. and you just said Grayson Highlands 50 mile in the morning no gimmicks all business yeah that was genius but it, but it was kind of like there's still total gimmicks like what is he talking about I mean he's in a tuxedo but like he's bringing the gimmicks like <laughs> I don't know. It, it just kind of came to me. But that was the greatest. It was so unexpected and hilarious. Like obviously, I was like, I hope he dresses up and does something goofy. Yeah. And, that, and then you're like, there's there's my boy. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's goofy, but in like a much weirder way, which is hilarious. What is what? Yeah. What reaction did you get when you were there? Um. So that was that was just for packet pickup, and um, 
the whole weekend, like I just did stuff. I, I had, you, you, we all do this. We all plan the weekend and like, I'm going to yeah. stay here and then we're going to go here and we're going to go here for dinner and stuff. Like I was doing things to like, see that day a packet pickup. I was in the car from Maryland for like 12 hours or something. Cause I, I took the longest route like possible. <laughs> and then what I ultimately could have done, like there was packet pickup Saturday morning before the race. Like I could have just packed up, picked up my stuff Saturday morning. Yeah. But, but I chose to drive like an hour and a half from where the hotel was to Damascus, Virginia in a, in a tuxedo because I was, we, I was staying in a hotel, <laughs> but then I was going to go to the packet pickup. And then long story short, because of like just COVID and how things are, there was like a total of eight people at packet pickup, eight people. And like Sean wasn't even there. And Damascus was kind of quiet and everything. And there's just this weird dude strolling up to packet pickup in a tuxedo in the middle of Damascus. And then we decided to go out to dinner afterwards in Damascus at this, like, it was a great little place, a little steak place, but all the locals are there. It's like a hopping Friday night. And this dude, I felt like, like the, if the Terminator was like a dork or something, like the Terminator was like Rick Moranis just strolling into like a biker bar. Like, that's kind of how I felt because people were just looking at me, but it wasn't like, it wasn't good looks. It was just kind of like, is this dude okay? Like, do we need it? Should we call somebody to see if, if somebody's looking for this guy? Because he clearly is not, he does not belong here in Damascus, Virginia. <laughs> so I anyway, love, yeah. I love doing the joke for eight people. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it's even better. Like the less, I don't know if anyone's like an actor or comedian or anything, but like a lot of times the less people you have, like it, it works. It works well. How did you play it off? Just like I belong to be there. Like I was, I was Phil Pinty and I was picking up my packet <laughs> and I was, this was, I was applying for the job of my life right then and there. <laughs> and then they couldn't find my name. The funniest part was like the joke was on me because the lady was checking a list and she's like, I don't, I don't see you on the list. Like what wave are you in? I told her the wave. I'm not there. They find my bag. It's filled with like old gym sock. No, I'm joking. No, like they couldn't find my name on the list. I thought I showed up to the wrong packet pickup. The one oh. down the road. <laughs> They're like, this is the other Grayson Highlands 50 miler. What are you talking about? Yeah, Dude, that's yeah. amazing. Oh my God. I wish I could have been there just to see that because they were probably like, what is happening right now? Like if no one knows, I wasn't no. going for I wasn't going for laughs. I was going for gasps because people were just like so they were scared. I think they were just scared. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, so did you have to so you go to the race not in a tuxedo anymore, not in a cummerbund. No, no, no. It was all Lindsay, business at that point. Lindsay really was con wanted to know if you were wearing a cummerbund. No cummerbund. No. Oh, no. We were for having the, for bets. The, for the for the record. For the record. Okay. She'll be happy yeah. to know that. Um yeah. So you show up to the race, not in, in a suit and you start, mm. but, and it was super wet. Like, was there any moments where you're like, I don't know if this is actually going to happen for me today or was it, you know, like a, any ultra where it's going to be hard, but you're kind of used to it at this point. So something, something I actually like, like a, a takeaway that I actually like from the way things have to kind of be right now is I was originally supposed to be a part of wave four, wave number four which would have been 520 in the morning. Okay. And the thing that was kind of awesome is like, normally we go to an ultra and there's like 
150 people, 200 people at the starting line. It's like, they're just cattle prodding, you know, they're just getting us through the gate and everything like that. Like the thing about a wave start is like, you kind of just go at your natural pace and everything like that. But we were all kind of commingled at the starting line and they're like, Hey, if you're ready to rock and roll, like, even if you're not supposed to be in wave two or wave three, like you can go out and get started. So I jumped only like five minutes or something, but I started a little early yeah. and um, we all just, it was kind of like, you know, uh, being deserted on an Island or something. We, we all just decided that like our headlamps together were more powerful than by ourselves. So for like the first like mile and a half, two miles, we just all stayed together. And then at that point, when we went off the road, I just started pushing people and like suplexing people off the trail. And uh, we all went like our own way, but I was joking about the last part. Not, oh, about going your own way, but you did suplex people off the trail? No, like pushing people off the trail. I mean, that's just not proper trail etiquette. That isn't, but that's true when you start with like 150 people and all of a sudden you're all on a single track and you're like, I don't, and then in the woods there, you're like, I can't pass anybody. Like there's trees everywhere, you know? You, you kind of get all, yeah, you get all jammed up because like there's people who, you obviously don't want to hold people up. You don't, you, but I feel like sometimes you, you're just starting much faster than you should be because it's just kind of that, well, everyone else is kind of going this pace. Yeah. So it was kind of just nice. Like I felt like everyone just kind of fell into their rhythm and for, oh, that's sweet. yeah, there was multiple times during the run that I didn't see somebody for 45 minutes, an hour. Like you're yeah. just on, on the trail by yourself. So how did that, like, how did that mess with your brain at all? Or did you like that? I liked it. Yeah, I like yeah, it man. too, man. Well, especially, you know, coming from Desert Rats where there was not as many people there and you're in the middle of absolutely nowhere. I was kind of like, oh, I'm used to just being by myself in these things. Like at this point. I feel like there's there's pros and cons. Yeah, there's like pros and cons to it. Like sometimes yeah. I like carrying conversation and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. Other times I just feel like I just go into like animal mode. So yeah. 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 That's cool, man. So did yeah. you did you have a point though where you're like, where it got really tough or, or anything. I, I, that, that course is so hilly. Like you're constantly going up and down. That was probably the most, aside from desert rats, that was probably the most vert, like I ever done like on an ultra. Yeah. And, uh, you, you had brought it up earlier on, but just like, um, I, I, I just completely draw a blank right now. Um, Grayson Highlands running, running, Grayson Highlands. Yeah, um, <laughs> ponies, 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 uh, bulls, suit. No, just whether or not, like I thought I would, I would finish or oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. time where I thought like I'd be in trouble or something like that. But like, yeah. there's some portions of that course that you're just like stepping it out, like just hiking, power yeah. walking. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Dude, I like that, man. Yeah. That's my favorite part of ultra running is when you aren't actually running. Is that no. weird? No, when you're not running, that's the best part. Absolutely. Yeah, you're not running and you're like, oh, I get to not run in this <laughs> super long running race. This is the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I feel bad for those people who do races where you like run the whole time and you're like super fast, you know? <laughs> those people don't get to enjoy the – like, dude, okay, so let's – I think back to this. Our buddy Uncle Paul, there was a moment where I was asking him uh, after one of the days in Deseret, I was like, how did the day go? He's like, dude, it was awesome. He's like, I just put, there was like an hour and a half where I just put my headphones in. I'm like, I'm just going to walk for the next hour and a half and it's going to be great. And so yeah. he did. That's what he did. And he was like, it was the best. And he just seemed so happy. I was like, oh, I want to do that at some point. Mm-hmm. 
So you can't you can't do that though when you're taken first, right, Chris Ward? Well, if you convince everyone else to walk also, and then you just, just have like, to be the first. Yeah, yeah and you're I, like, I, hey man, let's do a walking race, everybody. <laughs> this will be great. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> um, so let yeah, me let me ask you this: You did Boone's Boonesville, Boonesville, yeah, Boonville Backyard Ultra, and you yes. did the biking race. Yes. What What is next on the calendar for Chris Ward? Nothing, dude. I just ate a donut. I like you, like five minutes ago before we started. I came home, ate a donut. It was great. So I'm just enjoying. I'm just enjoying, you know, the <laughs> fruits of my labor. Awesome. <laughs> Good for you. Um, no, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to take, I always like to take a few months off and not off of training. Like I, I just enjoy training, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but like off of having a big goal in mind, you know what I mean? So I'll probably wait till like January before I really figure out what I want to do, um, next year. And dude, here's the thing. Like this whole summer, people have just been doing like, fkts and like cool just like runs out here and you know there's just so many awesome places to go and explore and at least for me like training for boonville i ended up just running the same trails over and over again because they were convenient and i had to get a lot of miles in and i wanted it to be close to my like i wanted to be close to my house so i didn't have to drive plus run for three hours you know what i mean yeah. So now I'm like, oh, dude, like I, I kind of missed some of, you know, my favorite like six mile runs or 10 mile runs that are just a little bit farther away because I never wanted to drive to them. So I'm just like, I'm just going to go out, enjoy running. And like, like yesterday I went and did one of my favorite loops here and it's six miles. So I just training for Boonville. I never did it because I was like, well, I got to get more miles than this. Um, so yeah, so that's my plan. That's a really terrible answer, man. Sorry. That's a good answer. I, I appreciate that that answer. What about you? I never ask too. I try not to ask. Like when I have people on, I'm like, "What are you gonna do next?" But I'm gonna ask you because you're my friend, so I feel like I can. Well, I asked you so that you're you're allowed <laughs> to ask me back. Oh, sweet. Okay, that's how that goes. No, no. So I, I mean, really, all I just have for the remainder of 2020 is uh, the Marine Corps Marathon this year is obviously yeah. all, all virtual across. That the was board. like a year ago, like right now, basically, right? Well, I mean, it's it was October, but we were oh, like it was? preparing. Okay. For, I, I spoke to you, pro- yeah, like probably about, about about a year ago about this. Yeah, about the Marine Corps. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So you've been doing that. So this will be the seventh year, and I know you were like, I want to make it at least well i i think you were just like i want to just keep doing it um like a special race you know being a marine and stuff like that um but this year it has to go virtual like how do you feel about that i I think it was a commendable decision i mean i think it was kind of out of their hands at at this this point um but i i i I don't want to make any grandiose thingamajiggers or anything like that about what i'm going to be doing for it but um I had the opportunity in all the oh, years that I've done this. What's uh, huh? Have you, are you going to do a grandiose thingamajigger? You're talking to me. You're talking to me, man. <laughs> okay. I'm so going to wear a tuxedo else. to packet pickup. I'm going to go down to the Pentagon in a tuxedo. And they're they're going to call security. And be like, <laughs> like, this guy says he's here for the Marine Marathon. Uh, <laughs> he needs to go. <laughs> no, no. I met, I met a guy, uh, Jason and his wife, Laura, the very, very, very first year that I did it. And like the first year that I did it, I'm like, I'm going to partake in yeah. everything from soup to nuts. Like they yeah, did yeah. a pep rally and a, 
pasta dinner and the pre-race run and like all these yeah. things. So I met Jason then, and um, we, we've stayed in contact like through all these years. So hi, him and his wife's plan is to come out the weekend that the Marine Corps marathon would have been, should have been, could have been. Yeah. And um, we are going to run it the morning of the actual scheduled Marine Corps marathon. Are run. you doing the route? We're going to, we're going to do the route. Him and his wife are doing the marathon. I'm doing the 50 K. Okay. Um, but we're planning on making it like a, a great grand, wonderful, like fall Washington DC weekend and then run it on the actual day of the Marine Corps marathon. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you going to do the, uh, the shaft part? The sh- uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll probably do that twice. <laughs> look up the map of the marine corps marathon yeah for anyone who's like what are they talking about right now yes yeah. and that's right in front of the u.s Capitol, i believe right it is yep 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 so the only it's- thing i mean the only thing that's bitter kind of bittersweet <laughs> and I, i'm sure many 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 people feel like this and, it, and in the grand scale of things is it really that important no yeah. it's not but like there's just going to be a big fat like asterisk next to like this year's run is but there it's, like, though I, I just let's Okay. Nobody asked for Phil's take, but here we go. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna give it to you, real. Okay. Okay. Nice and nice and smooth. Is a virtual race? Oh, oh, we are opening up a can of worms. But like, uh-huh. it is a is a virtual race like really a race? Really? Is it really? I like when it's called a virtual challenge. I guess I'll just say that. Anybody can. I mean, ultimately, you're paying for a shirt and a medal. Yeah. And to say that you – like, I'm, I'm doing this merely uh, – you you, you, I'll play next, devil's next advocate. Question. No, no, no. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. No, I don't, I don't mean to poo-poo on anything. I'm Joe Motivation. But, like, I'm just saying <laughs> this year has been very tough for a lot of people, and I commend all the people that are going out and doing KFTs and all this stuff because it's like – what? what? FKTs. FKTs, whatever. It's an acronym. <laughs> um, because it's like you're, you're just going out and you're doing it for the love of, like, the game, right? You're doing it for the distance. You're doing it for the time and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's, there's a cool aspect that somebody could be stationed in, like, Hawaii, right? And they're going to yeah. run the Marine Corps Marathon in Hawaii. I think that's awesome. All yeah. in Alaska, Marine Corps Marathon. Boom. That's but, cool. like, yeah. I hear about, like, these, like, guys that cheat, that they run one marathon, and then they use that time for this, and they use that time for that. It's like, no. Go That's out weird. there. If you're running the Marine Corps Marathon, run the Marine Corps Marathon. I'm in San Francisco right now. I'm going to yeah. run the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> a bunch of times. Nobody understands what we're talking about. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> well, let me play devil's advocate, but I can't remember why I was going to play devil's advocate. Hold on. Here we go. What was you I going to play devil's advocate? Yeah, I was going to play. I, it, was the, it was the whole thing about, oh, no, here's what I'm – well, here's what I'm going to say specifically for you. Okay. If you're going out and doing the actual course, that seems like it's legit to me. Like if you were to say, if you were to say, I'm going to put an asterisk next to this year of Marine Corps Marathon, I would, first of all, I'd be like, that doesn't, nobody really cares except you, Phil. But That's the story of my life, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but second of all, I'd say, well, you're going out and doing the actual course. It's not like you're going and running a marathon, you know. May I caveat your devil's advocacy? Yes, because that wasn't what I was originally going to say. I just can't well, remember Zach, Zach Morris, time out. We're going to break the fourth wall. <laughs> okay. What, what if this year's Marine Corps Marathon ends up being one of the most memorable, one of the most special, one of the most yeah. meaningful Marine Corps Marathons? Because, like, we're making it – I mean, it, it wouldn't even necessarily – 
Jason and I could be doing this the week before the actual Marine Corps marathon. I'm just saying that like, we all know we've all gone to those races where like you get all wrapped up into like the pre-race yeah. you know, pickup and the convention and like bumping elbows with all these other runners and stuff like, but what, I mean, I'm going to look back at this one and be like, I, and I'm honestly, I'm thinking about getting a hotel for like Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, taking the kids down with me. Like yeah. every other year I've done this, I've left the kids at home because it's like, there's just too much hubbub and stuff like that. But like, what if we just make it our own special thing? And like, that's, isn't that, I mean, I'm not trying to get too deep or anything, but isn't that like the silver lining of 2020 that like we've, we've had to change our perspective, change our priorities, but like the things that we're doing are that much more special. Like when, when people talk like, Oh, this year, Halloween's going to be canceled or Christmas is going to be canceled. Is it going to be canceled? Is it going to be like the best Christmas you've ever yeah. had? Because Are you like, going to create a new tradition because you had to, you know? Boom. Boom. Yeah. Like necessity is the mother of invention, you know. You're about to get inventified. Yeah. Yeah. What if I mean, I I have to imagine you'll be running the Marine Corps Marathon in some ridiculous outfit, and now you're doing it and no one else is around. You're just this crazy, crazy person. Psychopath. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it could, I mean, <laughs> if anyone sees the news in D.C. and some crazy costumed crazy person just gets jacked up by security or something like maybe we reroute by the white house or something. I, I don't know. I don't know what the day entails, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But like, that is cool. Oh, and speaking of re like you'll be, you will be able to reroute wherever you want to go. You know, maybe you, maybe you Phil, invent a new Marine Corps marathon route. You ever think maybe. of that? Who knows? Yeah. It could happen. The whole thing with like a GoPro or something and we live stream it. Oh, you should. <laughs> I would watch it. I'd watch it. And I could like, you could send encouragements. Like, sure. Hey man, keep going. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else. Has Do anyone ever that... eaten a, a Ben's chili bowl like on the route? I don't know. Has anyone eaten a hot dog? <laughs> that probably well, has happened though. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I remember they had like beer and fireball shots, which by the way, like, why is it always fireball shots? That's disgusting. I don't know. Cinnamon yeah. goodness. I guess, but I'm like, I don't, that sounds horrible running a marathon right now. Like, what are you talking mm. about? But, uh, dude, that's awesome, man. Well, well, I guess what I was going to say is like, if you would have skipped this year, I don't think, I think you still could have counted it as 10 years in a row. No, you shake your head. No, absolutely, absolutely not. No. Well, have you done any virtual thing yet? I do a lot of things virtually. No. <laughs> who's, who's asking? Uh, have you done a virtual race yet? Or um, run or challenge or whatever. No, I have not. I don't, I don't, I mean, cause I, again, I don't want to be a party pooper. I don't, I'm doing this for the USMC. I'm doing this for the Marine Corps, but I don't, well, that's a low flying plane. There's like a helicopter flying by. They're probably looking for you, Chris. Well, I'm just sitting out here on my front porch. Easy to find. <laughs> so I, I just, um, I'm hiding in plain sight. No, I, I, I get it, and I, I love it, man. I, I love, like, you participate in the uh, East versus West Coast, right? Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. I, I love it, man. I look at the records, like, thousands, thousands of runners, right? But, like, I don't know. I just. So here's what I was going to say devil's advocate-wise. All right. I think until you do one, because oh, I kind of was wow. in the same boat. I was kind of uh -huh. in the same boat where I was like, why, like, why would we do this? And then I was kind of like, well, East Coast, West Coast has a super cool shirt. So I'm going to do it for that reason. And I was going to run a 50K anyways. 
And then I was able to create my own challenge from there, kind of like what you're saying, which was awesome, like super memorable. I was even thinking about it today because I could see the route that I ran when I was picking my kid up at school. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I actually ran that, you know? So that was cool. But I think like until you actually do it, you, uh, it's just, it was way, it was way cooler than I thought it would be actually. And it was more motivational too. Like I, when the 50 K got hard, I was like, oh, I have to keep doing this because I'm in this race. Like I, I'm signed up. You know? All right. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question right now. And anyone who's, who's listening at this point is going to be like, bro, like what, what year is it? Like 2007 or something like that. But like you, you and I both took an, a blood oath that we would uh-huh. never utilize like Garmin's or special tech or anything uh-huh. like that. So how, how did you keep track of like your run? All right. I'll show you. Oh, I can't find it. Just the, I, mean, I, know, I, I know, I know you can have your phone, fo- your, your phone, right? So you just iPhone heart. That's it. iPhone heart. The okay. iPhone heart thing, you know? Yeah. I don't use Garmin or any of that. Just this guy, which I don't, I always like had doubts as to whether or not it was accurate. Mm-hmm. But then when we did Deseret's every day was 100% dead on the distances. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I guess maybe it's accurate then. I don't know. But anyway, so I did it and then I added a couple miles just because I had to. So I was like, well, I did it in more miles. So, yeah. But uh, and I'm also going to say, like, I do know because I have some friends who have done some of the virtual challenges, like the Leadville 100,000 feet of elevation in 10 weeks, which is crazy. Uh, But he said the cool part about it was like the Facebook group that you got to go on join it and then just see how everyone else is progressing see what they're doing people were posting he said it was actually like a really cool little community builder deal Mm -hmm. you know but i do think like if you're actually racing it would be really hard because you aren't chasing anybody or you're not running away from anybody you know what i mean like if you're doing a virtual race and you're trying to win and you're trying to compete i just think that would be pretty wild so so I see both, I guess I see both sides, you know, like I really like, I'm actually in a virtual challenge right now with a couple guys where it's like the distance of something like the continental divide trail. And as a team, we're adding our miles in and you have to like December to get there and stuff like that. And it's kind of like a cool little motivation piece. Do you know, do you know one of the most important things Dave Matthews has ever said? Dave Ma- from Dave Matthews band or my Dave, seventh grade social studies teacher. Your Dave seventh Matthews. grade social <laughs> studies. Te- no, the Dave Matthews from Dave Matthews band. One of the greatest uh, things the guy has ever said. I don't know. I was trying to be a smart ass and like come up with some quote. He has a <laughs> sweet cover of all along the watchtower. I'll tell you that much. It's very, very good. <laughs> it's not where you're at it's who you're with that really matters and i i I think what i need to wrap my head around is that a virtual race is in fact still a race because the world is evolving chris ward Uh okay the the world is going virtual on school is online we're doing zoom meetings and whether a race is a race where you're actually at a place with people person to person breathing the same air yeah. running the same race or, or people from every climb and place. It, it's still a race. If you, it, it's all in your mind, right? It's all where you decide to go and the effort that you choose to put into it. So yeah. 
That's true. Yeah. I still enjoy just being around human beings, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Zoom wears me out. And we're doing Zoom right now for the podcast. But that's that, like, wears me out. By the end of the day, I have, like, a headache. I'm exhausted. You know? you're, dancing, you're dancing in the dark. Well, I don't even know what that means. Is that a Dave Matthews thing? No, isn't that Billy Idol or something? I don't know. I don't know what that what that lyric was supposed to mean. It sounds kind of weird to me, but <laughs> wait, I, I thought who wears sunglasses at night? That's the thing. I wear sunglasses at night. Oh, okay, gotcha. I see. And I'm hung, I'm hungry like the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. It's may, it's, I, may I commend may I commend you and your guys real quick? Yeah. Uh, Brady, uh, uh-huh. Travis, Stefan, uh, Fad, Stefan. Um, I, I just, I, I've been following the journey from like over a year ago and like just the amount of effort. And I, I, I mean, obviously you're, you're the majorette, you're the guy beating the drum to like corral the troops and everything like that. But like each and every way you guys chose to ta- cha- uh, tackle the challenge and like Brady doing his first 50 K man, like listening to that podcast with you and him, like I'm going to be real and raw right now. Like it, it like brought me to tears, man. Like just really? hearing Dude, hearing Brady's like excitement and like, I was reaching out to like all you guys. I mean, not to give myself any pats on the back, but I I really enjoy doing that. Yeah. But no, I, I reach out to you guys like just one offs, like messages here's or theirs, or like sending you guys a song or something like that. And like, just hearing Brady's like excitement and like his ups and downs and things, you know, him like communicating with cows or whatever, and uh-huh. like taking pictures and stuff, and like those are all things we we've experienced, and it's like it's so it's so beautiful and so inspiring to like hear somebody experiencing that for the first time, you know? And I just thought that like, even though this year didn't turn out the way that you guys had hoped it would have, I I, I think it goes back to this whole virtual thing and like me still doing the Marine Corps and like maybe just not, not that this little clip has to have any sort of overarching thing, but like, it's all about what you choose to make of it. Right. Like shit, 50 K's aren't going to turn out the way we want. The weather's not going to hold out. Like, things are going to change. We have to improvise, adapt, and overcome. And like this year's Marine Corps marathon for me is going to be whatever I choose to make it. And like, we've already discussed that like governmental lockdowns or what your community or whatever chooses to do. It doesn't mean like, as long as you're being responsible and you're being safe with your family, like this year has potential to be like the greatest Halloween or the greatest Christmas, like ever, man, like get a bucket, fill it with water, put some apples in there, go to home Depot, buy some Halloween decorations. Like, make your house the best house on the block. Like, even if it's just for your family, like, isn't like, that's the most important thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I've thought of the same thing, especially recently. I'm like, you go on Facebook, you go on Instagram and it's stressful. And it, it seems like the world's a very stressful place. And it is in many ways, you know, but if I'm like narrowing my focus to just my family and my house and what I can do in my neighborhood like in many ways this year's been like a really good year in that sense you know what I mean and I'm trying to I'm trying to be responsible and keep the big picture in mind like as a citizen of the United States you know what I mean like I'm trying to make sure I understand what's happening in the big picture but I'm also trying not to let that overwhelm my face-to-face small community interactions with my family or my neighbors or like the people that I interact with in person day to day. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like Absolutely. I've had a definite, definite like anxiety 
from COVID and, you know, everything and all this stuff that's really confusing and hard and out of control, out of my control. And like, I, I was just telling you before the meet, like before we uh, started doing the podcast, but like we have forest fires in Colorado and we were watching football outside in my neighbor's driveway and it just started raining ash on us. And I'm like, that's anxiety producing. <laughs> like, that's definitely like, oh God, like as if the world doesn't feel like it's crazy enough, it starts raining ash on you. And, but I think about like when I'm just interacting with my, my kids and stuff, I'm like, there's a lot of happiness and a lot of great moments in that. So I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to like somewhat keep my focus on that while also maintaining like a big picture mind. So I hope that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't know if I'm doing good at either, but (laughs) I'm trying. You're doing doing really well, Chris. I'm trying, man. I'm trying, but I appreciate that. And what you said about Brady, I mean, dude, I, when I started the podcast, he was the very first guest because I love the guy so much. And obviously even before doing this podcast, like, he's been one of my best friends forever. And I just knew when I started talking to him about this stuff, like how much it had done for me personally and like emotionally and, and running these long distances and having these crazy goals and doing like, there's, it's stupid. You're like, I'm going to go run a 50 K and you're like, why? And you're like, because it might sound stupid. And in many ways it really is but I'm going to like find personal growth. And after experiencing that for myself, I'm like, man, I just want other people to experience that. Mm -hmm. And specifically Brady though, like specifically Mm -hmm. him, because I'm like, I know he can find so much about life by doing this and Mm -hmm. to slowly over time, convince him that he can actually accomplish this and really having him, convince himself like this is a possibility and then watching it happen and i wish that was my only my only regret is i wish i could have been there mm-hmm. and i wish i could have seen it and yeah. if he would have been able to do boonville obviously like i wouldn't have been at the finish line but like to be there would have just been incredible because like you said he called me like 30 minutes after he finished and just the excitement in his voice like it brought me to tears like yeah. i'm like dude this guy who I love and adore so much, like just completely was a badass, got this done, showed himself that he could do it. And now like the reverberations that are happening in other areas of, of his life is just absolutely amazing. So anyways, yeah, proud man. of the dude. So absolutely. man. Yeah. yeah. And I'm hoping this is what we're like me with what we're doing right now, Phil, we're like showing people like you can do this. Like, we're that's just two been, dudes. That's what you've been doing this whole time, Chris, man. Like, <laughs> I hope you say, so, you man. say it's stupid, and it, it, it's, it's totally not. Because, like, when I hear I know. Brady talk about it and just his, like, he's, he's not doing it for a, a confidence boost or to be more this, that, or the other thing. But it's just, like, just to hear him just, like, go on yeah. and on about, like, just all the things he experienced and all the things he felt. And, he, I mean, he did it, man. He, yeah. like, you know, and, like, and – who is listening to every, all the awesome adventures you've taken and all the wonderful people you've spoken to and everything like that. Like, yeah, man, it's just sending out shockwaves. I hope so, dude. That's all I want. 
you know because yeah. at the end like you leave the world and you're like how did i have an effect and even if that effect was like just an incredibly positive one on like a small group of people i'm so cool with like i'm totally cool with that you know what i mean i'm like i hope that's the you know that's what you want to leave with you don't want to leave with like i don't know just being having a negative effect on other people like why not just spread like the positivity and the like the i don't know self-improvements and stuff like that yeah man so no i didn't i didn't know i mean i don't want to dabble on this too much but like i didn't i didn't know anything really about like your backstory and i I don't think you knew that too much about like my backstory before like we actually met in person and like i just look at it i'm so thankful you know i've said this so many times but like i i just appreciate it on just a personal level like what you're doing and what you're choosing to do with like your energy and you know you and i could be doing a, a whole different bunch of different things that weren't as productive as the things that you're doing and yeah. you're you know you you challenge me to be a better dad and just be better at everything that i do so i mean i, I really really appreciate it and right back at you man i appreciate it yeah. this is when yeah. we just start crying we man. just start crying and we hold i don't each think other we can i don't think you can virtually hold each other but <laughs> you can try uh yeah. and then that the podcast it just took a weird twit like a weird turn where we just started singing the praises of brady manriquez so mm-hmm. yeah props <laughs> to him <laughs> good guy good guy uh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man well phil i gotta i gotta let you go but dude thank mm-hmm. you for coming on man and like yes, sir. i want to hear about the i'm looking forward to the crazy whatever your marine corps marathon looks looks like i'm mm-hmm. excited for hopefully right, it's right. raining just as hard as last year on you Thank you for the well wishes, Chris. Yeah. Can I ask you this though? Just, I mean, serious question. What do you do during the blue mile this time? Oh, do you have man. plans? Have you thought of that or? I have not thought about that, but that's a, that's a really good, uh, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I have, I have some stuff on my, um, on my music. That's like Marine Corps cadences and stuff, but maybe I get something that's like instrumental or stuff, you know? Cause I mean, normally yeah. that I just choose to run with, I, I choose to go silent for the blue mile. Yeah. I'm hoping I, I don't want to make it too too grand of a thing, but like people, there is like a um, there is a Facebook group for the Marine Corps Marathon and 10K and stuff, and a bunch of people have been putting out like wh- what they're going to be doing or where they're going to be oh, running. Cool. Like so I, I mean, I don't want to make it like too big of a thing, but like if other people are are going to be around that weekend uh, yeah. in October, so I don't Sweet. Know. well, dude, I mean that's what I'm saying about virtual races though. Like it can be like a community builder, which is really cool. So I yeah. think you'll see. I think you'll actually leave it with a little more like a, a different viewpoint of it anyways because at least i did so i have a, chris i have a confession to make yeah i absolutely believe in virtual runs this whole thing has just been a, a test for you a challenge <laughs> did i pass you absolutely passed. <laughs> yes sweet <laughs> thanks man thanks all right ladies and gentlemen i am here with uh mr brady manriquez live and in person not live it's not, not live. Not live. <laughs> this, this, you'll probably hear this. This is months, not live. Months not later. Live. <laughs> so, dude, you uh, you came out to Colorado and watched our house while we were on vacation. Yeah, I decided I like you guys so much. I waited for you to leave for a week before I come visit. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know, like, okay, let's get into this, dude, because I didn't get to ask you this in the episode about when you ran your first 50K. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked later... And you were like, dude, I ran without headphones for like eight miles. 
mm-hmm. correct? Or maybe even more. I think it was, yeah, something like that, yeah. And then had life realizations. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, no headphones, no input for like two hours mm-hmm. or three hours. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, you've like made huge life decisions. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about like made huge life decisions, but it just, uh, those things you, I don't know. It's funny when you ask, when you tell people like, go run without headphones, people are like, ah, I could never do that. And it's this thing that buffers thoughts. Like it just stops thoughts from coming in. You can definitely let your mind wander a little bit if you're listening to music, but you, it's not the same thing. It's not. It's not. It's just not. So just the in the absence of just constant audio of either a podcast or music, you just have your thoughts. Now they're just uninterrupted. What do you think? And it's interesting how well that works as like a little therapy session of so- just sorting things out, prioritizing things. That's absolutely what it was. And it was a, well, I mean, it's a very interesting time, too, because I'm moving out of Chicago back with my folks just to let things die down before probably going back to Chicago. But it then begs the question, if I can work remotely from anywhere, that was part of what I was thinking about. Like, well, what do I not? Yeah, well, I guess what do I need to be happy? And... I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say, like, the happiness quotient went up because for a couple of reasons, but one of them being, like, access to nature. I didn't realize how quickly that was a game changer. Um, it's huge, man. Well, I, Chicago is the, – they've got the great riverfront, and I can definitely drive to some state parks on the weekend, but, like, the day-to-day – I mean, you don't really – I don't really want to get in a car and drive an hour and a half somewhere just for a daily run. Yeah. You'd really like to be able to, like, go out your front door – kind of thing um the way i've heard chicago described and Lindsay and i listened to uh this great podcast called the rewatchables yeah. and they rewatch they like it's like the movies you would watch on cable so if you're flipping through cable yeah and like ferris bueller's day off is on yes. you're like i'm gonna stop there anything tnt sunday <laughs> <laughs> so they they were we were listening to the one about ferris bueller and they were talking about chicago and they're like chicago when you catch it on the right weekend is the greatest city on earth. I mean, I, I, I think it in the summer it rivals anywhere. Like it's really hard to, to replace Chicago. Summers are kind of special. Um, I mean, they have been prior to, yeah, social gatherings. Well, no because longer being every, acceptable. You know? everything in Chicago is like social gatherings. It is. Right? It's it's street fairs. It's entire yeah. streets being blocked off so that we can have a rib fest. Yeah. Or. Um, an art festival or a music fest, you know, just yeah. festivals everywhere throughout the city. And the and like, how many different festivals do you want to hit this weekend? Yeah. Because there's 25 going on right now. Meanwhile, when you get out to like where we are right now, it's like there's outdoors activities where you can do without groups of people, mm-hmm. and and those are the kind of things people put like main emphasis on. I mean, obviously Denver has all that stuff t- too, you know. Well, I think I think. Well, part of what's fun, too, is, like, you get to discover, if you seek it out, you find it. Um, yeah. Whatever it is. Like, if you are intending on ignoring a thing, you won't see it. But if you're intending on looking for a thing, you will find it. And if you're, in in context of what we're talking about, uh, trying to find nature trails or off the beaten path or just just outside, you know, you, I've, in my hometown, you know, I feel like I knew everywhere I could go. But then he forces yourself to find new places to look for, and you find some new cool 
like spots. Yeah. And make something up. Yeah. You know? Um, that was part of the deal. It was just during the 50K in the loop where I had no headphones. Um, and I embraced that a little bit this week too. I mean, I really went without headphones out here because I wanted, I know it's a, a more fulfilling, richer experience to yeah. try and do that, but it is also nice to just like shut off. And... I like it too. I like it too, dude. I mean, I'll listen to stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like that's my main listen to podcasts or sometimes I'll just turn yeah. on music and just go for it. But there's the whole like running without headphones thing is pretty awesome. If you can, can you remember, can you recall any realizations or even if, I don't know, any memories of, uh, runs of the past that you've had without headphones that were memorable? Dude, here's the thing. Probably not right. Half the time, <laughs> half the time. It's like in... recounting a dream. Not really. I can't really remember it. <laughs> well, half the time in my head is like Homer Simpson when it goes into his brain. And it's just like, like, honest, I'm not even joking. Like, that's what's going through my head 99% of the day. The day? Yeah, the day. Not even just the run. (laughs) But, uh, right right now? Yeah, right now. Well, you know, before this podcast, I was trying to get these mics set up. And I just kept singing, hey, baby, we gotta go. That song. Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's, it's just still going through my head. stream of consciousness. What happens? What comes out of your mouth while you're just trying to figure something out on the computer? Yeah, but the other thing is, like, I'll get really focused in on an idea, uh, whether it's like something with this podcast or something where I'm like, okay, I'm going to interview, blah blah blah, whoever, and I'm like, I go for a run to really kind of formulate, like, okay, what kind of things do I want to hit? what kind of questions or topics should I bring up? You know, like I will mentally go through all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, even like just creative projects that I'm really yeah. inspired by during the run and then I'll get done with the run. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I, you know what I, I, it, it happens over and over again is um, prior to going for the run, I will be pre-focused on like one or two things. Yeah. I got to get that done, uh, that project. Uh, I got to start working on that. And then go for a run, and I will have reprioritized and reshifted and, and thought about that thing that I've been, I don't know, focusing like on. dwelling on. Dwelling and, on, yeah. there, there's the word. And realize, dude, you know how better use of my time would actually be? Is if I just use the first 45 minutes of the day for this thing instead, then that thing doesn't even become an it, – it's – just that the reshifting and refocusing of like in the larger context where you couldn't see it before you're too close you take a step back and you see in the larger context this is actually what i should do and you know how often i've gotten done with like a long run on a weekend and then called someone i haven't talked to in forever yeah like uh good buddy uh jason parker yeah you talked to jason at one point like uh pete arnson there's some of these folks that i go i want to make sure i'm staying connected with them and it's only after one of those long runs where you've kind of really blown out the, the cardio system and had just been in your head for a while that you go, I need to make sure I'm, I'm rekindling these relationships. Yeah. And that becomes a more of a priority where you would have just neglected that otherwise. Or, I mean, I would have at least. Yeah. Um, no, dude, it's... That's definitely a byproduct. <laughs> for me, I don't know if you remember this, but um, when I taught in Danville, Virginia, uh, Basically, it was like I was a first-year teacher all over again. Mm-hmm. Like it was technically my third year teaching. I remember. I know where I was, and I remember where you were. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it was just such a learning curve, um, figuring out like really how to manage a classroom and how to like work 
with people basically you know and that's difficult Mm -hmm. especially like with 13 year olds and 14 year olds Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i just remember i had this one student dude his name was joseph and like he just he would just destroy the class if he wanted to just on a whim like some days he was great and Uh, i love the kid i still love the kid (laughs) but there were some days where you just walk in and whether maybe he was in a bad mood maybe he didn't understand what we're talking about Mm -hmm. maybe he just was like this is this is what i'm doing today Mm -hmm. but he would just completely disrupt and destroy the class basically <laughs> not like physically destroy the class no but he could just take it completely off the rails just off the on rails his... and you couldn't get it back you couldn't yeah. get him back on and therefore you couldn't get the rest of the class back on professional school like classroom heckler yeah basically <laughs> and man he, i just remember i would because i would use ro- trail running specifically when i was first getting into it mm-hmm. as like a way of like clearing my brain at mm-hmm. the end of the day mm-hmm. And I just, I've always gone by this as like, if I go for a run at the end of a school day and I can't let something go mm-hmm. and it's still in my head mm-hmm. and I'm still working through it, yep. like then it's an issue. It's a big issue. Yeah. And so I just remember, dude, <laughs> I remember calling you and this is like a month before Harper, my six year old was born Oh. Okay. and maybe not a month, maybe it was like two weeks even <laughs> like the due date was coming up. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to you and stuff, and I'm just like, man, like, I'm just really stressed. I keep waking up in the middle of the night at, like, 2 a.m., and I can't go back to sleep because I'm just – my brain starts going, mm-hmm. and then I start thinking about stuff, and I just – I can't just relax enough to go back to sleep. And you're like, yeah, dude, like, that makes sense. Like, you're about to have a kid. Like, I understand. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not about the kid at all it's about this kid named joseph (laughs) in my second period and you just started laughing so hard and you're just like dude you're about to have a child a human being that you're responsible for and you're worried about this kid you see for 45 minutes a day Mm -hmm. and like once you said that it just put it into perspective for me yeah and i was able to like really just like you just brought you just saw the humor in the situation in a situation where i was like super involved in in my brain and you just were like pointed out something that was ridiculous and i was like good point dude i think uh maybe another little lesson that like you can apply to many things is and again it's just you learn it from you can learn it from all kinds of different disciplines whether you meditate or whatever but like for us i think going on a run helps but the something isn't you, you something is not allowed to take up more real estate in your brain than you allow it. Like you're not allowed to be like take up more real estate in my brain than I say you can. So like you kid for 45 minutes a day, you get 45 minutes of my time every day. You do not get more than, you know, that's, but it's, it's easy to say that it's hard to act that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you have to like almost work through it. Uh, with my work, we'll go through like, you know, multiple meetings a day. And sometimes you can have a great meeting and it'll, spill off, spill into the next meeting you'll have this pe- positive attitude and it'll like a chain reaction of like good things and positive energy happening same thing though can happen with a terrible terrible client meeting or internal meeting or something and you go in with a whole new group of people that have no idea what just happened and you can just br- it can just poison the well yeah. of the day if you allow it but being able to like segment off your brain I, I don't know I can't do that very well I can't really go like okay 
uh, clean. I can do clean slate each day. Yeah. But clean slate each hour is, uh, is hard. It's super hard. And think <laughs> about hard. like from a teacher perspective, like period one doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Now you have period two through seven. You have to. Do you remember out. in? I remember in high school just being like, you kind of hear through the grapevine as students being like, Mr. Brooker is pissed <laughs> <laughs> or like hey uh guys whatever i don't know what happened last period but like don't mess around with rum to like rob rum today in spanish i know he's usually in a good mood but like he's not today two two stories yeah. okay. do you remember mr brooker got so mad at because he farted in class every day no no i wasn't in that one oh, okay i wasn't in that class <laughs> I mean, I don't want to speak out of turn, but this is what happened. And he got so mad that he left the room and we're like, what is happening? It's like the end of the day before an assembly, which will come into play in a second. Okay. And he walked in and he had this thing. And I don't know what it is to this day. And I'm a science teacher because this is our science teacher. And he had this thing and he just rubbed it on his bag and it stunk. (laughs) It was not good. It was not, it wasn't a pleasant smell. And this is the end of the period. The bell rings. Students, oh, come to the assembly. Bring your backpacks. <laughs> it's like, this isn't going to go well. But <laughs> I, I love Brooker for just being that off the wall guy that he's well, like, enough. I'm going to go get <laughs> oh, I know. I got that stuff sitting in that container in the other room. I'll be right back. And like, it was, it was after many, many conversations and the conversations weren't changing the outcome that was happening in class. (laughs) And he was like, here we go. The outcome being farting (laughs) in class. (laughs) Um, And and then the other story, I just remember one day, Coach Rum was our sophomore football coach. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what we're doing. I don't remember any of the context behind this. I just remember the image of him standing on the goalpost, <laughs> yeah. rocking back and forth, trying to tip it over. And I'm like, no idea why it happened. I don't know. Can't recall. I don't know. He just he, he just was standing he just there. Get in those moods. He would just have this. I don't know. He would just be a kid every now and then. He just get in these moods and just decide to be crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I remember that too. Him standing up on it, shaking it back and yeah. forth. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember for us as linemen, we would go from lineman individual offensive practice mm-hmm. to team, but we would all link arms as a as a group of linemen, oh, and Nate Ferrer would start I, pretending he was playing a trumpet, and we would run over behind Nate Ferrer leading the charge. I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a thing I still I still use to this day from Nate Ferrer from sophomore year football. Because we're all down, we're linemen, we're all down our three-point stance, your center. We're waiting for, like, Durham's back and shotgun, and it's just like, he just, it's like not snapping the ball. They're talking. Not, they're ta- you're having a full conversation. And you're we're like, still in three-point stance. Why right? are we in three-point stance? Guys, this is ridiculous. And he, and, you know, <laughs> Nate just is, like, down in three-point stance, and he looks down between his legs, and he's like, what's the story, Mother Goose? <laughs> <laughs> and I still, to this day, when I'm confused on something, or I, like, I walk into a social situation, I just... I love using the phrase, what's the story, Mother Goose? And it's, to this day, it's because of that one practice when he said that. That was the worst. You'd be in the – they'd be like, all right, get in your three-point stance. We'd all be there. And then they'd be like, oh, wait, we need to, like, adjust things for two minutes. And then one lineman would lift up his hands and stand up. And they'd be like, why are you standing up? That's a false start. And you're like, yeah, hey, 
in a game? Yeah, this would have been delay of game three times over. <laughs> yeah. So let's we'll talk about realistic penalties here <laughs> in this practice. Dude, I love I loved football. I practiced. I mean, I loved the games. Don't get me wrong. But just the the minutia and like the tiny dramas that went along in practice <laughs> it was probably the greatest thing to like look back on. Uh, I remember just butting heads with our uh, freshman football coach, Coach Hine, because uh-huh. I was a little bit of a smartass. <laughs> like Brady has like a rebellious. I got a little bit him. of that in me, and just when I I don't know, I'll when I know better, I'll still talk back, and then. I just had to run to the oak tree so often. Dude, that was the thing. I think my dad invented the oak tree. I think you, you maybe. I yeah. think he did. The oak tree was like that's that was punishment there and back. Is it funny now as a runner that the punishment yes. in high school football was yeah. like you have to run a sixth of a mile? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I also. Uh, I went back to the high school and like worked out there the other day and ran the hill by the pond. Yeah, just repeats. I mean, granted, I wasn't sprinting like you would in football. I was like casually getting up the hill. No, I don't know, not casually, but it wasn't. It wasn't anything. I mean, I also didn't have football pads and a helmet uh, and someone screaming and at you were me. A like ninth grader in competition. Yeah, <laughs> all these things. Pimples, just I'm going still, through puberty. Dude, no, you know what? I'll eat one chocolate bar and it'll all come back. Me so, too. It's so dumb. I told when does that end? It doesn't. I tell the students that too. I was like, let me remove all hope from you middle schoolers when we learn about puberty. I'm like, you still get pimples as an as a grown adult. And I told Travis that once. I was like, dude, if I eat unhealthy for a significant period of time, which is like, whatever, like a week. If I go a week of just being like, whatever, mm-hmm. pimples yeah. everywhere. And yeah. he's like, no, dude, you're just making that up. I'm like, no, no man, like. I am covered no. in pimples. I'll literally like look in the mirror and be like, oh, yeah, yesterday's Snickers bar. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That entire bag. Yep. There's that entire bag on my face. <laughs> all of them? All the Three Musketeers bars? I don't know. I'm just picking candy bars. This is what happens. We just instantly start talking about high school football again. Um, so let's talk anyway. about your first 14er. So you came out. Oh man! Yeah. Babysat our cat, which was an adventure in and of itself. Look, I'm a nice person, but I hate your cat. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. I just I can't. I again new slate every day. We started the new. You give the cat the chance every day. Yeah, but he was consistent, and he was consistently a little jerk. <laughs> he was consistently in my business in the refrigerator. Open the refrigerator. Now he's in it. That's because he's Siberian. Open he's the, like a Siberian cat, so he wants the cold. That's what I've come to the conclusion. That's your conclusion. I think he just knows the food is in there. Yeah. And so maybe. he just wants to go. But he there. doesn't eat the food. He just literally sits there in the cold. I want to admit it, but sometimes I'd close the door when I knew he was in there and just let him realize like it's not that cool in here, man. It's not like a good time. Why do you even want to? I just try, you know, I'm trying to like use psychology. It's, he was just too he's, consistent. He honestly he had more discipline than me. I think he's the smartest, uh, most clever person he's, in this house. He is calculated. He'll wait by the door. He's really good about faking like he's walking away so he could like look back, turn around, and then like sneak down in the basement yeah. or get outside of the house. Oh yeah, His he'll ma- wait till my my three year old is at the door. Like mm-hmm. he'll look out the window and she walks up to the door and he's like, oh, "I'm getting out for sure." I just. <sighs> People are like, I'm glad we tuned into this outdoor podcast to hear <laughs> yeah, him about this indoor talk cat. about this cat. Anyway, 
I, I was... Brady lets him out of the refrigerator after like 30 seconds. Yes. Cat's still alive. We're fine. It's okay. I mean, I wish he wasn't. I, you but... know what? I love him and respect him. I, I, he drives me crazy. I got, I got major respect for him, though. Well, that makes one of us. He's, the... He doesn't respect me. It's not like no. a two-way street. No, it's not. But it's not. I respect him. He wants to get pet. So there's, we'd have an understanding at the end of the day where he'd just come and I'd like pet him and we'd just chill and watch TV. We're good. Until the point where he's just like, I don't want you to pet me anymore. And then my hand became target number one. And he's bite my, the shit out of my hand. <laughs> I just don't like your cat. Anyway. Um, so I did some cat sitting this week. You did. And but then I got a chance to experience like running in Colorado for an extended period of time rather than just like a day. It was like a full week. So Mount Galbraith was the first one. Then, which is a good intro. That was like it's a six favorite, mile. Dude. It was great. Within was, 15 minutes of my house, that's the best. It was awesome. Yeah. And being like one of the first ones there, I did I def, like, I did the early morning, every morning, like the first one or second person at, excuse me, at a trail. And that was great. I, to welcome the sunrise every morning outside. And then as, for me anyway. As soon as like I got first light of the sun, I was in the sun, shirt off because like, I let you know free the nipple. You know what I'm saying? Like it was great. Free the third. <laughs> free the third. Hashtag free the third. <laughs> <laughs> um, it Galbraith was great, and it was a very good like intro to like this is a you know a little bit of an intro to climbing. You know, it, it's up. It's up. Yeah. And, you and, start going up. Well, that, that's the other part of this is like you have in your mind that I want to like climb mountains, but you do forget just how difficult it is to like go uphill for that long. Yeah. Um, Galbraith. And then the second one I did, I want you left a great list. I left like, six pages of handwritten <laughs> notes with pictures. Every and every the description of every single one. It was great. It solved so many problems of like it's this far away. Here's a trailhead. This is where you park because that's like half the battle with a new location. Yeah. This is where you park, and when you get there, go right first instead of left. You know all that stuff that you do normally. Yeah, going right's out. better. Yeah. The that's then, a, that's a Galbraith tip. <laughs> yeah. You get the um, Galbraith. I don't even know Galbraith. I think it's Galbraith. Galbraith. I might be wrong. I, don't know. I maybe Who looked knows, at it dude. once. Um, the second one I did the whole like Red Rocks amphitheater thing. So I did like the Red Rocks trail, and then um, this is one of those where I gave you some crap about it because you're like it's about six miles. It's six ish. Six ish. When it was all said and done, I had done ten point six miles, <laughs> and I had to like you added the two parts though. To I know. Well, you pointed out the cool stuff that was going on with it. So it's like, hey, if you run a little bit south, you can get to the Red Rocks Amphitheater, and on the return trip, if you go over here, you can see dinosaur footprints. Um, should we break? No, we're good. Okay. My daughter came down. <laughs> hey Harper, you want to be on the podcast? There's dinosaur footprints there, and there's the Red Rocks Amphitheater. Yeah, in a six-ish mile run. Yeah, but the return trip, this Park Ridge Trail, it's pretty rough. Oh no, it's Dakota Ridge. Dakota Ridge. Yeah. It's, oh, I, mean, I, I labeled it wrong. It's okay. pretty rough, dude. It was just up, up, up. It's along the spine. But it's beautiful. It was great, but I was just so beat. I was just tired, and then it my beats leg, you up. and I had to ration my water. I realized, like, oh, I'm way further away than I realized I have this much water in this one water bottle for a 10.5 mile trip 
I would have brought more water. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it definitely, like, made me push hard. Yeah. And I was properly exhausted. Yeah. Um, but then I got to, like, live a day in the life of Chris Ward. So I got to Monday and Tuesday, just, like, your normal daily um, run of North Table Mountain, which was awesome. Super challenging with that opening hill. Uh, you just walked that opening hill, dude. Well, Pro I'm, tip. I, I had no other choice. <laughs> there was, I started running some on the first day. Some people run it, and I just I look know. at them, and I'm just like, man, the levels to some runners, it's kind of crazy. Um, but that was great. That was like a perfect way to like greet the day. And 7.8 miles, again, much more than I had bargained for. And a much like, I don't know, it was tough. Um, but then finally, I had like an actual day off of work. And I wanted to go tackle a 14er. Yeah. So I went to the whole, like, Gray's and Torrey's Peak, one of the most popular ones to go do because you can get a twofer. Like, uh, fast forward, I didn't get both because I had my fill. <laughs> like, again, you you think you know what climbing a mountain is going to be. Like, you think you know how hard it will be. And, like, you know, you just go slow and you'll get up there. And in your mind, too, you're like – I run six miles all the time. I'm fit. Yeah. I run. I work out. Like I'm, I'm going to be more fit than most of the people out there. I, you know, you think. And then you go out there and like, <sighs> Hugh Jackman is like sprinting by. <laughs> there were some monsters. Full Wolverine style. I, and the <laughs> other thing too is I had one of your trekking poles that you left, which was great. Uh, and I found a walking stick on next to the trail that was perfect. So I had two, sort of like trekking poles. Yeah. I don't know how people do that without them. Uh, it was nuts. It saves your knees going down. Too. I yeah. Uh, that was that was. Did you reach a point where you your head was just spinning? A couple times. Yeah, I I could feel my heartbeat in my temples. You definitely feel like the you know you feel like a little bit of dizziness, and so I go like, is this a thing? Yeah. Am I getting in, in kind of like an altitude issue? But it was just you just had to sit down and breathe for a little bit, and then. Well, I was laughing with you because I'm like, dude, you'll take like. A hundred steps, and in your brain you just count them out for some reason, mm. and then you stop and you're like, "I'll rest," and you you rest for like two minutes, and you finally get your breath back to normal. Within two steps, it's, after that, you're like, "Oh, and now I'm completely out of breath again." It was wild. <laughs> I I think it would actually be difficult to try to replicate the speed and the size of the steps I was taking. Just to like do that, and you're just to go as slow as I could, yeah. one baby step at a time. Just to do that now here would be difficult to go that slow, but that was like as much as I could muster. <laughs> it was it was so hard. What'd you think of the top though? It was awesome. I, I mean, luckily there was like a bunch of people up there, and you know you kind of you're all leapfrogging each other throughout. Like you're passing a group, and then you're sitting and they're passing you, and throughout the entire trip. And some of the people there that I had like leapfrogged back and forth that were already up there. It was good because someone like got a celebrate. They celebrated me hitting the top with them. You know, and they're like, yeah, yeah. "You did it, man! Yeah, you did it!" And I was like, "Yes!" It and I is, put my hands in the air, and it was awesome. It it's was a so weird cool. like, because you know, every, you see the faces of everyone there. Everyone is like suffering. Everyone's like, "I can't believe you're in it together." And every t- you'd look ahead, you'd see how far you'd gone, and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, those people up there, they got it made. They're like there." <laughs> and then you'd get there, and you'd realize. You're still so far away. <laughs> and you've been, the people up there, though, those people, I mean, those people, they are, they're like right there. And you get there. And it was saying, it just kept being, you're just not there. 
You're just yeah. not to the top yet. Yeah. You're for so long you were not at the top. <laughs> so when you finally that were, should go on a 14er shirt. For just, so long you're not at the top. It, it, 14ers. Yeah. Uh, it was it was eye opening. It was way harder than I thought it was gonna be. It was super. Uh, and you did a quote unquote easy one that's what i always like i have like, a problem when people go like that's an easy one oh, that's an easy one and dude when i read it people are like don't get this wrong this is a difficult yeah and it was it was really hard yeah, yeah um man. i saw tori's close and i saw and i just thought like i know i'm never gonna be back up here to go i mean i don't know the next time i'll be back up here to do it and i felt some some regret but i was also like I feel fulfilled. Like I yeah. felt, I was like, I got to the top of a mountain. I got to the top of a 14 er I felt great. And then the feeling of going downhill felt so good that <laughs> the thought of having to go back uphill again was like, I don't want to. <laughs> I, yeah. I was good on that. I will say like once you're up there and you have to like cut down a saddle to the next one. Yeah. It's not as long as you would imagine, yeah, yeah. but it is like it didn't like weave back and forth. It was like it a was straight, straight up for that one. Yeah, yeah. I remember. That yeah, one. I know. I talked myself out of it. Yeah. Once I started walking downhill and enjoying that new movement more, <laughs> I was like, I kind of knew the writing was on the wall. Like I could have cut over, but I was yeah. like, I'm good. And I mean, I hiked. I woke up at three fifteen a.m. that day. I was hiking by five thirty. I got to the top at like 9.30, about 15 minutes on top. By 9.45, I, I was heading back down, and by like noon, I was back in my car. Yeah. But from 5.30 to noon was solid, solid exercise. Solid work. Yep. Work, yeah. Saw yeah. mountain goats. That was cool. Uh, <laughs> it's weird, though. It's like a sense of camaraderie with all the other people there for the day. Yeah. I mean, and the only thing, like... You're like, I don't know any of these people. No. But we're all doing this thing. Yeah. And for some reason, we're all out here on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know? There are so many people, too. <laughs> uh, the the people that kind of like cheered for me when I got to the top, I was like, well, I got to, like, take a penny, leave a penny. I got to, like, pay it forward. Yeah. So the next couple groups that came up, I was like, you did it, man. You're there. <laughs> you did it. And, like, you'd see the people's faces change and be like, I don't know. To cheer for someone was kind of like, I was like, all right, I'll give you that. That's cool. I had a sandwich. That I brought with me up top. <laughs> Best sandwich of your life, it I was bet. So good. <laughs> I didn't eat. I ate like some one packet of fruit snacks on the way up. I think that was probably my other problem. Is maybe I should have like had a little bit of fuel, other than just water, and then maybe I would have had a little better energy. But I think my legs were also pretty dang tired from yeah, like six miles, ten and a half miles, eight miles, eight miles, and then it was that Dude. day. I think my I think my legs are a little bit drained. I don't know. I'm making excuses, maybe. I think you're, like, sh- dude. I can. I Lindsay and I were on our trip all week, and my legs are shot, dude. I could feel. I was like, normally I would have energy for this kind of an incline that I'm seeing, but it just like wasn't. I the telltale sign is just like how high up are, am I lifting my feet? Yeah. And when they're kind of like scraping the ground, <laughs> yeah. it's not a good. You zombie walking. Yeah. Yeah, you want to jump in? Say something. Oh, no. Ask Brady a question. Oh, okay. We're just talking here, Harvey. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Gene? Let's do this, Brutus. Those are, those are all the things. I <laughs> are you just quoting pro wrestlers? I think so. Okay. We can do this. <laughs> Brutus? 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 Brutus Beefcake? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do you know about Brutus Beefcake? I don't. I'm thinking of George the Animal Steel when uh-huh. you say that. Does, it look, does he look similar? I mean, I don't know if I can picture Brutus Beefcake, but I remember the name. 
And I'm sure you look like George Animal Steel. <laughs> just hair everywhere. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Do you think George Animal Steel was like, I have, I have hair everywhere. How can I turn this into money? Yeah. And then he's like, pro wrestling. I think he was less evolved and he was like, this is what I can do. Yeah. And he's like, I can be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's manager. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah. You know, like, I think I'm going to bring up a topic or bring, we'll go. Yeah, throw area. a topic at me. No, I mean. Yeah, I know you have to go soon. I do have to go soon. I do actually have to. <laughs> Conclusion, come out to Colorado, climb a 14er, feel accomplished, and then go eat a bunch of food afterwards. <laughs> exactly. I know. 14ers are fun. Harper, what do you got? You got anything? I thought you were going to, I thought you said, Dad, can I talk on the podcast? Okay. <laughs> All right. I think we're wrapping it. I think that's it. That's it. See you guys. See ya. Bye. There it is. <laughs> hey All right, guys. That wraps up the show this week. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about this because I just got done recording next week's episode. And next week's episode is with... I mean, you got to come back. If you're listening this long into the podcast, like you have to... This is a must-listen episode. Uh, it's with this guy named Paul Shirky. He is—he's an adventurer to the T. He's also known as the Iceman. He was—he's been to the North Pole six times. Um, he did this amazing groundbreaking expedition where they—they uh, they went unsupported. They didn't have any resupplies along the way in the eighties. Uh, he's done so many things. He he did an expedition across uh, Siberia and Alaska um, to with with a Soviet Union adventurer uh, with the purpose of opening up the Bering Bridge, the Bering Strait, um, so people in those communities could visit each other um, back in the late '80s. I mean, he's done all these crazy things, man. And I'm I was super excited because he retraced Shackleton's journey across South Georgia. And then he also retraced Theodore Roosevelt's journey down the river of doubt, which by the way, if you've never read the book, the book's endurance about Shackleton's adventure and the river of doubt about Roosevelt's, they're mind blowing. These are two of the best adventure books I have ever personally read They've changed as soon as I read both. I think I read them both within like a month. It changed my perception of adventure. Um, and you got to think about Roosevelt's. He had already been president. <laughs> like he had already been president. And then he's like, you know what I'm going to do now? Instead of retiring and sitting back and relaxing, I'm going to go to the Amazon and explore and chart an uncharted river. Uh, which was a tributary of the Amazon River. And it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Uh, anyways, so Paul Shirky, who I'm speaking with next week, he's done that. He reenacted that route and and went through it and, and got to experience what Roosevelt experienced and got to experience what Shackleton experienced and got to experience what Robert Perry going to the North Pole experienced. Mind-blowing. So I was listening to bits of this episode and then thinking about talking with Paul Shirky and the thought I'm leaving with is I just love doing this podcast so much and I love that I can do an episode where we talk about virtual races and we talk about climbing 14ers and we speak on links for some reason about just hilarious 
stories and memories that happened to us in high school with me and Brady. And I just love that I can do that one week and then the next week talk to a groundbreaking, incredible explorer with these just mind-blowing stories. And I love that. I That's what I'm most proud of with this podcast is I do feel like this podcast is something that is unique just to me and my interests and you know the things that I'm really into and I hope you guys are too and I hope it's as inspiring to you as it is to me I hope it's entertaining to you I hope it's something you want to come back to and listen check out every week I really really do um but I am just proud of the uniqueness of this show um I called it like a bigfoot because that's how I feel when I'm on an adventure running through the woods is I feel like Bigfoot, (laughs) Uh, just gross and sweaty and overcoming challenges and things like that. And I really truly am proud of the guests that I've had kind of exemplifying that idea Um, for everyone from Brady Manriquez, one of my childhood friends to Phil Pinty, a guy who I met, through the podcast basically um after doing a race that came about because of the podcast and and to someone like paul shirky who i've never met in person but i am absolutely blown away by his stories and and yeah i'm i'm proud of that uh i'm i'm also astonished that i've done 200 and however many 21 episodes um it just shows to me the power of consistency that all of us can utilize in our lives. And it doesn't matter if you're doing a creative project like this, or if you're trying to get into shape, or if you're working towards a college degree, it's the showing up every single day, every single week, showing up and putting the work in that eventually leads you to where you want to go. You don't just magically appear on the north pole like when you when you hear the episode next week you don't um, automatically wake up one day and you're at the north pole and you're like whoa whoa how did i get here how did i get to the north pole that was nuts i didn't even have to do anything right like that's a ridiculous <laughs> that's a ridiculous thought um it's the work it's the day in and day out um focus and intention on a goal that gets you there and what you learn through that focus and attention is way more powerful and way more important than actually accomplishing the goal you know what you are what you learn through the journey is always always going to be more than what you learn at the destination and i hope that's what you take away from this show Um, it's something I've taken away just from the experience of putting it together every week. Um, and it's something that I've learned just through life experiences, right? Like the more consistent you are, I think I heard somewhere that consistency leads to freedom or discipline leads to freedom. I think maybe like Jocko Willink, if you've ever heard of of him, he's a really interesting guy. has a has a pretty cool podcast. Uh, was a Navy SEAL. I mean, just look it up. I think his 
podcast called like the Jocko podcast or something. And I've listened to a few and I'm pretty sure he said discipline leads to freedom. And it's so true, uh, at least from my experience. And, and yeah, I'm just, I'm so, I'm super excited and super grateful. So thank you guys for listening. Um, thanks Brady. Thanks Phil for, for joining the show once again. Uh, you're always super fun guys to chat with. Um, and you know, you've done a lot, a lot for my life as well. So anyways, yeah, we'll get back at you next week when we are sitting down and talking to the Iceman, Paul Shirky.